What is the fix for health care? Ontario says the fix for health care is their plan to stay open. They know that there's going to be more people hospitalized with uh, respiratory illnesses, maybe COVID. And basically, they say we're going to have a health care system stability and recovery. We're going to add health care workers. We're going to free up beds. And uh, they put out this 18-page document. And long-term care residents are going to be transferred to alternative homes, apparently. So let's say you're a senior patient waiting to be placed in an LTC. Well, you can go. You might be transferred to an alternative facility. Now, the question here is, and I'm going to give you some clips here. Here's Sylvia Jones right now. Uh, The health minister says uh, that surgeries are going to be performed by private providers as well, though they'll still be covered by OHIP. Listen to this. Where infrastructure is currently in place, that is always going to be the fastest route to ensure that we can put um, more people through and get the services they need. So, okay, it's going to cover for exam uh, and registration fees for internationally trained nurses. They're going to send patients, as I said, to long-term care homes. Here's the long-term care minister, Paul Calandra, says it's about getting the people into the best place at the right time. Ultimately, no, we are not going to be forcing anybody out of a home, but the changes do allow, or out of a hospital, excuse me, but the changes do allow us to continue that conversation, to explain to, the, uh, uh, to somebody who is in a hospital why they can, their needs can be met uh, uh, in, a, uh, in a long-term care home. Is this the beginning of private health care? Sylvia Jones was asked that. Here's what she said. Health care will continue to be provided to the people of Ontario through the use of your OHIP card. We, we see the value of having some of those independent health facilities that have existed in the province of Ontario for literally decades to take some of the pressure off of our health care partners. Let me just tell you that, as I said earlier in the program, there's not a bed shortage in Ontario. There's a people shortage to actually staff the beds. There's a nurse shortage. There's a doctor shortage. There's an orderly shortage. Like, we've got beds. Beds aren't like secret microchips that we have to import from Taiwan. we got beds. We got room. We just don't have people. Is this the answer? Well, Dr. Nahid Dasani is a palliative care physician and health equity lead at uh, the Kensington Health in Toronto. I wanted to get his reaction. He's on the front line. Thanks for your work, Dr. Dasani. I hope you're well. What do you make of the plan to stay open? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And while I'm glad that there was an announcement, because we certainly are dealing with a healthcare crisis, unfortunately, I felt that today's announcement really didn't get at the core of the issues that we are dealing with. Today's announcement, which was a plan to stay, to stay open, really focused on more beds, which is like really just furniture without staff, and then shifting people around in those beds or moving around people in different furniture. Where was the plan to ensure that there are enough nurses? and other health workers to staff those beds. We are having a nursing shortage crisis in our public health care system, and there was very little in today's announcement that addressed the staff that would support patients in these beds. Okay, so, so, okay, so what is needed then? Yeah, absolutely. I think what, what we really need is a plan to support our health workers and particularly nurses as we are dealing with a nursing crisis in our public health care system. What we need is a plan to support nurses with proper wages, to support them with permanent jobs, with benefits, and repealing 
Bill 124, which is essentially wage restraint legislation and is a major reason we are in the situation we're in in seeing many nurses who have been in the public system moving towards private for-profit agencies because they pay better. Um, a reminder to your listeners that we can still have the expansion of private for-profit health care, even if it's still covered by your OHIP card. And that's what's so concerning here. I just want to remind people... There's a lot of debate about this thing in 2019 when the Ford government passed Bill 124, which essentially said that uh, wage increases can be limited to what? I think a maximum of 1% total compensation for three years. And so nurses and nurse practitioners and RNs regarded as wage suppression. And the government says that they're protecting sustainable health care. Isn't that a fair description of it, a non-biased description? I think that's a fair description of what's happening and what it's led to is demoralization of the health worker workforce. Many um, healthcare workers are covered by the Bill 124 and especially nurses. And nurses have felt insulted and rightfully so. And what's happened at the same time is that there's been the expansion of um, these private for-profit agencies providing temporary nursing. And what we've seen is public dollars siphoning out of the public healthcare system into these private pockets, these private um, agencies. And so on a, on a floor in a hospital, you can have a nurse making you know, something like $60 an hour working beside a nurse who's making $120 an hour. And at this rate, you know, essentially this will bankrupt healthcare in Ontario. This is not addressed. We really didn't see action in today's announcement that talked about that. What do you make about this notion that um, there will be private clinics will be able to do surgeries but paid for by OHIP? Uh, Sylvia Jones saying, you know, we uh, will uh, always ensure that OHIP is how services will be um, provided. But some are concerned that the role of private clinics is changing. What's your sense, Doc? I'm I'm glad we're getting into this, Evan, because, again, the devil is in the details. Um, We must remember that we can still have the expansion of private for-profit health care in a system where you present an OHIP card and it's free to you, quote-unquote, at that point in time. What we need to better understand is will Ontario's expanded surgical clinics that they're talking about, these private clinics, will they be for-profit or not-for-profit? My understanding is that these independent health facilities, which refers to non-hospital sites that perform medically necessary operations that are typically done in hospital, that the vast majority of them are for profit. And so what I'm really trying to get at is it just seems like they are expanding private for profit um, sites outside of hospitals that will deliver these surgeries. Um, You know, I I know that we have tons of evidence and I know that, you know, this has been talked about a lot about the uh, way that for profit healthcare does not really meet the needs uh, of people anywhere it's implemented. Just look at long term care during COVID. You know, thousands and thousands of people dead in long-term care here in Ontario during the pandemic with the vast majority being in for-profit LTC homes. We need more investments in our public health care system to save our public health care system. I wonder what other provinces are going to do. Is this the model? You know, and that's going to be the question. Is this the model and where does it go? And and do we know the details? As you say, the devil's in the details. Dr. Naid Dasani, palliative care physician and health equity lead at the Kensington Health in Toronto. Doc, uh, thanks for your work and and, and thanks for your your, um, insight into this about what's going on from your perspective. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you too. Take care. Thank you.